though it was a tough period of time at that time, I needed it, you know, because I feel like it helped me grow into a man. It's like you leave the nest, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's hard to leave the nest because you're like, damn, I, I miss the nest. I miss my, you know, my peoples and, and what. Not only that, but the bay, I know the bay like the back of my hand. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I dive through all kinds of cities, shortcuts and all kinds. You know, I'm familiar with the yeah. land. I'm familiar with all the people. I got people in every city. And, you know, to come to Houston, it was like, I don't know nothing. You know, I don't, I don't know anything. So it was just a, it was just a, a rough adjustment. And so. Um, so yeah, man, a, a lot of, of those things are happening, but, um, you know, God, again, music is not only something I love to do is, is one of the ways I cope too, you know, is, is my way of coping and expressing myself and writing how I feel helps me. And that was kind of what that song was just me just talking about how I'm feeling like, a, like King David in the songs, you know, Lord, I need you. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of yeah. how that transpired, you know? All right. Uh, what's up everybody. Welcome to the, you are story podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Huff jr. And, um, you know, it, it is such a blessing to be able to have this platform to share the word of the Lord, to share these stories with y'all. And, you know, a lot of the people that I've had on, you know, I know them on a personal level and I'm getting to know them as well. And so, you know, just like y'all are learning about them, I'm learning so much from each guest I bring on as well. And so it's just a blessing to be able to have this platform and, you know, all glory to God for that. Um, you know, something I want to let y'all know, though, there's a lot of y'all that are watching the videos. There's a lot of y'all that are watching on Instagram and all these other platforms and all the streaming platforms as well. But I don't see the follows matching the follows and the subscriptions matching the listens. So what I'm going to need y'all to do, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you turn on the post notification bell. You know, that'll be greatly appreciated. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you leave a comment. You know, I just want to hear what y'all think about each episode, what y'all think about, you know, everything, even some ideas that y'all that y'all have for the podcast or each episode. I'd love to hear that. Uh, if you're listening on any of the streaming, any of the streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts or iTunes or Spotify, make sure you follow. Make sure you leave a review. Make sure you leave a rating of five stars. Um and, you know, I, again, I just love to hear what y'all think about each episode and that'll help put this podcast and this platform in the ears of more people, in the eyes of more people. And just to spread this reach, you know, I feel that God is doing something special here and you know, I feel that he is going to allow this to grow so much and impact so many people. And that's what we're here to do. And, you know, that's what we're here to do at You Are Story. And, you know, the goal for You Are Story is just to share these stories and, you know, by hearing somebody else's story, it can help you with yours, which affirms the fact that you're not just part of the story, but affirms the fact that you are the story. And that's all due to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, that's what we're here to do. But without further ado, I got a special guest for y'all today. Uh, this is a guy who, you know, just for some context, um, I have a cousin who's named Ronell, and she married this guy uh, almost three years ago. And I had the pleasure of meeting him. Uh, actually, not too long ago, but, you know, I like to call him like my biggest hype man. 
you know, every time I post something on Instagram, he's hyping me up. And, you know, it's just so encouraging seeing him comment on, you know, pictures, seeing him just DM me and stuff like that. And, you know, there's a guy who has a wonderful spirit for the Lord and, you know, just a wonderful soul. And, you know, he's truly a blessing to me, a blessing to the family and everything. I got my man. I got my cousin, Elias Shipley. How you doing, man? Man, what's popping, man? It's, it's good to be here. Glad to be here with you, man. It's an honor to be on the podcast. As I told you, man, I was happy when uh, you reached out and more than glad to do it, man. So happy to be here, bro. Yeah, I appreciate you too, man. You were actually, uh, you know, you were one of the first people I reached out to uh, before even launching the podcast. And, you know, it's been a process, but, you know, we're finally here, finally doing this. And, you know, I appreciate you too for being on here. You know, I feel like, this episode is going to bless somebody, you know, when they hear it. And so, like I said, that's what we're here to do, man. So I appreciate you for being on here too, man. Man, facts, man, facts. We in it, we in it to win. <laughs> so we, we were having a, con- for those who are listening, we had a, we had a conversation before recording and, you know, if y'all listen to each episode, y'all know that something I like to do is I like to remember when and how I met people and, uh, you know, me and Elias were talking before we recorded and we were talking about how we first met. We met in November of 2021. Um, my uncle, he was having a and my uncle, uh, Rennell's father, he was having a Thanksgiving, you know, get together at his house. Very yeah, <laughs> we're, we're having a he was having a Thanksgiving get together at his house. And, you know, we gathered there. I think it was just me, my dad and my sister. I don't think the rest of the family came. Yeah. But, uh yeah, we went there and, you know, I, that's when I, I met Elias. And, you know, from the jump, you know, we had a conversation. We talked about everything, really. We talked about, you know, sports. You know, I know we I think we talked about the Warriors a little bit. You say you're a Warriors fan, right? I'm saying you already know I'm from the Bay <laughs> Yeah, we talked about sports. We talked about, uh, you know, work and stuff like that, what we do and stuff like that. And, you know, everything. And, you know, just from day one, I could tell you know, there was there was like a, you know, a genuine connection there. You know, we were already we were already like this, you know, already on one accord from from the jump. And, you know, that I, I appreciated that. And, you know, ever since then, you know, we we've gotten a lot, even though we had that's the only time we saw each other in person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I still I still feel like, you know, we've gotten a lot closer since then, you know, learning more about each other. And like I said, you know, this is like one of my biggest hype men. You know, I, I hype him up too on Instagram and stuff like that. We, you know, we we just <laughs> and you know, it, it's just it's just dope doing that, man. But you know, the reason I like to do that is because I like to see how far the uh, relationship and the you know family has grown since then. And like I said, we've grown a lot since then. We've gotten a lot closer, and that's what's up, man. But uh, you know, I met you at that point, but. You know, there's still so much about you that I don't know. And so I know I'm just kind of like one of the guests or the listeners. I'm kind of in their position as well. We want to get to know Elias Shipley. So my first question to you, man, is who is Elias Shipley? Man, well, you know, like I said, man, it's it's an honor to want to be known. You know, I feel like as people, we all want to be known, man. We all want to be known in some form of fashion and particularly uh, by people who we love and who we treasure, man. So, again, glad to be here. Man, Elias M. Shipley, man, 
you know, I'm a young man out of uh, California, Northern California, Richmond, California, to be exact, rich city. I got a, a lot of Richmond uh, pride, you know what I'm saying? Sir. And so I'm from the Bay Area. For those who don't know, that's kind of like Oakland, San Francisco, Berkeley are more of the popular cities um, out in that region that people are familiar with. But yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a young black man from there. I'm a child of God, a man of faith. I believe in Christ alone. You know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> that's a big part of who I am. I'm a married man. I love my wife, as you as you mentioned, your cousin, my, my baby boo, Rynell. You know, <laughs> I'm a man. I love my, my, my parents. I love my siblings so much. And just all my family, you know, my cousins, nieces, all that. And so I'm a family man. I'm a uh, a brother. Um, I love my brothers. You know, my community of friends. I have some great, great friends, man. That that are my rocks. That keep me grounded. Keep me solid. That help me keep going. So I'm a man of brotherhood and community, man. You know, I love sports. You know, I was like one of my first love. I grew up playing basketball. So my great uncle, uh, rest in peace, you know, he he uh, he trained me when I was real young. So all the way up into middle school. So, man, I, you know, I was a baller, man. I was a baller. And uh, so I love sports, love basketball and I love music, man. Music is one of my passions as well. You know, one of my earliest memories that I could even remember remembering, you know, is just I remember uh I remember being in the living room, you know, we, we, uh, me and my mom, you know, we stayed in the rich and uh, we, we uh, being in an apartment on Columbia Ave, man. And uh, I'm just sitting in the living room watching music videos. And I remember E-40. <laughs> got this song called Franklin. And I'm just, you know, <laughs> man. So, I, I mean, music's been in my life. My mom sings, my grandmother sung, my sister, my little sister sings. So, you know, I, I do my rap type of thing, you know what I'm saying? Modern day poet, you know what I'm talking about? But, uh, but yeah, man, so those are those are the things that make me, you know, I'm just a, a man of love. You know, I love to give love. I love to receive love. I love to look out, you know. Um, yeah, man, man, try to be a man of integrity. You know, I'm not perfect, but, you know, I strive to, you know, have good character and, and honor God and honor people around me the best I can. You know what I mean? So those are kind of the main ingredients that make up your guy, man. Yeah, that's that's what's up, man. And, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that, like you said, you are a man of character and, you know, you you have all of those those morals and that that standard of living that you just want to be the best that you can be and stuff like that. And, you know, that that's what's up, man. You know, it does all of that is all of that kind of like something you just that kind of just came all at once. Or was it like a process of just experiences and stuff you've gone throughout life where that kind of just shaped you and molded you to who you became now, who you are and who you're growing into and stuff like that? And that's a that's a good question, man. Um, I think, you know, definitely has a lot to do in my household for sure. You know, um, I grew up with my mom, my stepfather, and my little sister. But, uh, you know, and then my great uncle, 
man, you know, they just, um, man, they, they really taught me to, to be conscious, you know, be thoughtful, be considerate, have manners, that type of thing. So I think from, from the jump, they, they try to help build, uh, character, you know, hardworking, you know, sacrifice that type of stuff. But to be honest with you, um, it definitely has been a process, but I would say a big, a big factor in my life was, uh, I think that was around 2013, you know, uh, I had a pastor I met, Dr. Dr. Jerry, Jerry L. Buckner. He was a big influence in my life, man. And, um, you know, he helped me really come to Christ and, uh, he really showed me what, uh, what having character and integrity looked like, not just him, but a lot of men in that church. We had a strong community of men. I was really like the youngest uh, guy there. All the other men were like, you know, 30s, 40s, you know, and up. And so I, it was a great experience for me just to be around men and see how they lived. It was my first time seeing men live in such a manner, you know, and it kind of like, yeah. it kind of, it kind of helped change me again. Not that it's been a perfect process because I've had moments definitely of failed integrity, you know, failed in character where I didn't follow through like I should have, or I didn't do the right things like I should have, but they showed me, you know, that, you know, just to stay the course, you know, always learn from your mistakes. I think that's a part of maturity growing, you know, if you make mistakes, try to learn from them, try to grow from them, try to uh, pinpoint habits and see what you can do to, you know, I'm my first time learning about healing and, you know, addictions and all kinds of stuff, you know, like it was really uh, that time in my life was really um, pivotal, you know, in my development and character, you know, as a man and learning how to uh, be a man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And that that's important, man. You know, I know so many uh, so many people who didn't really grow up with that type of accountability in their life. <clears throat> and, you know, I think that's so important and so vital um, to kind of have that accountability. And obviously, you know, some people, they don't have fortunate circumstances and they they don't really have that opportunity and they have to learn a lot of things you know, yeah. through, exp through, ex through experiencing it for themselves, then, you know, having people who have been there before and done that kind of share that advice and share that knowledge with them and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I, I think that's, I, I can tell you that said, really helped. My fault cut you off, but you said a word that, that really resonated with me and that what they really taught me was accountability. That was my yeah. first that word being around mind you that was 2013 so I, I was born in 89 so I was like 23 24 yeah so when they taught me about accountability that was a game changer bro because it let me know I need people around me to help me you know what I mean I can't yeah. I can't do this on my own and again when it comes to my failures and mistakes having men around to tell you that's not right. Don't, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't have done that, you know, make it right. Those are the type of things that 
really helped build my character as well. You know, just, I think that's, you hit it. I think what I was describing was the word you just said, accountability. They really showed me yeah. accountability, you know, and that really matured me in a lot of ways. Yeah, man. And, you know, something I, something I tell my brothers all the time, you know, one of the first, one of the first steps to maturity, you know, for anybody, but I think especially as, you know, a man is, you know, that accountability or taking responsibility and sure. just under, just understanding that, you know, eventually you're going to be in a position where, you know, you're going to have people that are looking up to you. You're going to have people that are going to do pretty much. You're, it's, it's like you're, you're not even going to be trying to set an example in a certain specific time, but they're going to look at you and replicate some of the things that you do when you're not even really focused on that. You know, there's so many things that I've seen my dad do where he, it wasn't necessarily like a teaching moment, but just seeing how he reacts in certain situations and even just this family as well. You know, I love this family so much, man, you know, it's full of just people that I can just look up to people that, you know, are, are, are just take that accountability into account and, you know, just are able to unintentionally teach you in times where they're not necessarily specifically trying to teach you in that moment if that makes sense exactly yeah man that's and i think i know for me particularly particularly i'm a visual person you know i need to see yeah. something and being around those group of men exactly what you said you you just see how they move you see how they interact with people you see how they interact with one another you see how they interact with their wives women men you see how they interact about their faith you know how they it, it just I learned a lot but like you said that visual you know just seeing that example even when they're not even trying it's just it's it's life-changing you know what I'm saying it really is yeah man it it reminds me of something my dad always says and he always laughs when I say it because sometimes he feels like we don't listen <laughs> so he's saying, but you know, I, I try to listen as best I can. My dad always says something like association brings assimilation mm. and, and, you know, pretty much just, just saying like, you know, obviously you have a mind of your own. Obviously you make your decisions. Nobody can really, you're, you're not like a puppet. Nobody can just puppeteer you and make you do things. Thanks. But at the same time, you know, it, it's so important for anybody to, have to keep the people they have around them in mind not saying you should just not talk to people not saying you shouldn't you know be open to building relationships with people but yeah. at the same time you know if you're hanging around you know a wrong crowd it could mm -hmm. wear it could wear off on you Understood. And, and even with optics as well you know it, you have to be careful you know there was um I've known some people who, they, and they're great people, mm -hmm. but they weren't necessarily hanging out with the right crowd. And mm -hmm. so it gives the perception that they're a part of that. They're, you know, doing the same things when in reality they may not necessarily be doing that. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's important to kind of be careful with the people that you hang around and stuff like that. But yeah, mm -hmm. man, like you were saying, like that, that accountability and that um, that group of men that you had in your life and, you know, our lives and stuff like that, 
that's so important to building character, building, you know, strong men in this world and stuff like that. So, yeah, that that's what's up, man. Um, you know, something you mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, when I asked you who is Elias Shipley, you were saying that, you know, you're a man of God and stuff like that. And so that accountability that you were talking about, that those men that you grew up around and stuff, um, obviously they were giving you advice. Did they also play a big part in you coming to to know Christ and coming to putting your faith and your complete trust in Christ? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent, without a doubt. Before I, before I uh, met Dr. Buckner, um, I had faith. You know, I believed in God. Me and my guys, you know, we would go to church and things like that. But it was very like, um, I don't want to say baby-like, but it was it was without really full knowledge of what the word really stood for and what it really meant. So when I, when I got around doc and the men in that church, man, they really taught me who Jesus is, bro, who Christ is, what the scriptures are really teaching what the scriptures really, I mean, bro, they really discipled me, bro. Hands down. They discipled me hand without a doubt before then, you know, I just believed in God, you know what I mean? But I didn't have any, I didn't have any understanding of really my faith in a, from a biblical standpoint, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, yeah, they, they played a huge part. Like I said, they discipled me, they taught me the scriptures and they showed me how to live out the scriptures for sure. You know what I mean? And so they, they, I definitely um, give them a lot of credit for the foundation they laid in me, you know, that still, I still stand on for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, that that's important too. you know, something you were saying, you know, not only were they teaching you the scripture, but they were showing you like how to live it out and practice, giving you like practical ways and stuff like that. And that that application is so important because it it's like, um, you know, and obviously we're human. We're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. And, you know, we have to own that and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, you also have to try and make sure to practice what you preach. And, right. uh, you know, right. it, it, if you see somebody who's, you know, preaching all this stuff, but they're, they're not making at least an attempt to apply that to their lives, it could give a, it could give a wrong impression of what, you know, faith really is, what Christianity really is. And, um, yeah, so that, yeah, that application is so important, um, you know, even with my brothers, you know, I talk about my brothers all the time, man, like they, that, yeah. that's, that's, I, that's, that was like a call and I got a little while ago, just the Lord put on my heart to, you know, build up, you know, young godly men in them. And so, yeah. you know, in, in a lot of ways, you know, I, I try to live the life that I live to give them a good example of a, you know, godly man in this world. Yeah. And, you know, cause, cause like, like you, that was done for me as well. You know, like, yeah. you know, yeah. my, my father, um, you know, my uncles, e- even, yeah. even the women in my family too, you know, aunts, cousins, you know, all these people, you know, just living out what they preach and stuff like that and, and, and living right and stuff, you know, I want to be able to do the same for my brothers. And so, yeah, man, that's dope that you, you were able to not only hear, but you were able to actually see as well. And, but- you know, like you were saying, it, it gets to a point where, and I was talking about this with another one of my cousins I had on here a while ago, yeah. you know, he was, he was saying how, 
you know, he was kind of just going to church because of his parents and stuff yeah. like that and, and, and stuff like that. But it, it got to a point where he had to actually leave the church and, you know, go venture out on his own to build that personal relationship, you yeah. know. And so, yeah, it, get, it gets to a point where your parents can't be that bridge anymore. You got to make Jesus that bridge. You got to actually build that relationship with him and, and stuff like that. And so I guess... um my question to you is what was there like a moment where it clicked for you, where it was just like, okay, I, it it went from just believing in God to actually having him be Lord of your life, the Lord of your life. Hmm. A moment. One thing that comes to mind, I think when I really took it serious was that uh so I was rocking with Doc and uh, you know going to that church. Yeah. And it really got serious because uh I had fell into some sin. You know, I had so I, this this is what happened, man. I was in a long-term relationship, three and a half years or something like that. And I met Doc. I was, you know, growing in my faith and you know, me me and my lady wasn't, you know, doing right, you know what I'm saying, as far as sexual sexuality and all that stuff and so you know man i was having some struggles with that like because we ended up breaking up I, I got so serious about christ i was like man i can't do it you know we weren't on the same page about our faith and it yeah. was a tough that i had to make but i made it because i you know i was serious and so but that's that's also when I really kind of came to realizations about some of my habits and addictions and stuff. And so even after we broke up, I was still seeing her. We were still, you know, doing things we wasn't supposed to do. And I remember talking to Doc about it. And, uh, man, you know, he, he got on my head. You know, he got on my head about it. And uh, it really broke me. And um, And I remember just getting to a place where, I told her uh, I fasted for like 40 days, 40 nights, you know what I mean? And I forget what I fasted on exactly, but I wasn't even, I wasn't even going to church. Like I would go out for Sunday mornings. I spent my time, what, what we did in church, I did in my room, you know what I mean? So yeah. I have to my room, I play worship, I read, study the scriptures. And so, but that, but those 40 days, bro, it really showed me how much it was like my love for God just awoke. You know what I mean? My love for Christ. That's who I really, because it goes from God to Christ. You know, God is a general word that can mean a lot of things for a lot of different yeah, people. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So at that time, I really got to know Christ. You know what I'm saying? And that was a, and that was a pivotal time because Doc had such a huge influence on me. And when I told him, hey, I'm not going to be going to church for these next few weeks or whatever, you know, he was against you. He was like, nah, you need to be in church, blah, 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 blah. But I was like, nah, I need to focus on the Lord himself. It can't be. And that's another thing. You know, we have great role models in our life, but you all, we also have to learn they're not God. You know, God is God. You know, they're just a vessel. And so that's when I really took it seriously. Like, nah, it's me and him. I got to tap in. And so. That's a, t a moment in time that comes to my mind when you talk about, like, was there a moment where I really tapped into my faith and took it serious? That that was kind of like very early on and, and really coming to Christ. But that was a moment where I was not playing no games because I was 
I was broken over my sin too. You know what I mean? I was just, you know, I knew I wasn't doing right. You know what I mean? And I just, it led to, you know, a repentant heart, you know, and not to say in this journey, I haven't had slips up, slip ups like that throughout my process, but that moment in time just let me know, like, man, I'm really serious about this. You know, it's not a game to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, what you just said, man, you know, I, I think one way that you can see that it flipped for, you know, just when you're doing like self-reflection mm-hmm. and looking at how serious you're taking it. One thing, kind of like what you were just saying, one thing I I think I'm going to start telling people, you know, when when it's just like you were saying, like the God, the general term, mm-hmm. you know, when when you don't really have that personal relationship with him yet yeah when when you fall into that that sin and when you fall into you know a a period of you know just just sinning and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you you don't really know what to turn to you don't really like feel worthy you're you you kind of feel like man you know god won't god's like so mad at me he's gonna send me away he's not gonna you know he's not gonna accept me again and stuff like that but when you when you get to know Christ and when you can see that, you know, Jesus is loving, you know, something I like to tell people, you know, that some people ask, like, how do I get to know God? And, you know, I tell mm-hmm. them, you know, just look at the gospels because Jesus was God on earth. You know, Jesus was God on earth. And so right. if you want to know how God is love, you can look at, you know, Jesus and see how Jesus loved people. You, if you want to see how, you know, God brings a peace that surpasses all understanding. You could see how you could look through the gospels and see, you know, oh, <laughs> yeah. you 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 can you can see Jesus and see how he he brought peace. You know, something Jesus always said was peace, peace be with you, right? Man. And so, yeah, man, when you when you grow your relationship with Jesus, when you sin, when you make a choice that is against the will of the or against um you know the Lord's commands, and when you when you sin and when you fall short and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's like that connection with him is so strong Mm -hmm. that it's it's almost like man i I fell short i know what i got to do i got to get down on my knees and i got to just give it to the lord you know instead of just kind of wandering around and not knowing what to do you know it's like all right jesus jesus he's going to jesus has you know at the time of recording this for those that are listening you know where one day after Good Friday, a day before Easter, you know, Jesus, when he died on that cross, mm-hmm. he took all of that sin. He took that punishment. He took that uh, that wrath. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he died for it and his blood, you know, is sufficient enough to cover over all of that. And so, yeah, man, when you build that relationship and when you like really have that connection with Jesus, it becomes one of those things where it's like you're not you're not uh, pushing sin to the side. Of course, you're not just kind of saying, yeah. oh, I don't care about it, but you also know that Jesus already took care of it, and so Jesus right. wants you to keep moving forward. You know, right. Jesus doesn't want you to feel like it, it, it's instead of living in guilt, you should be convicted, right? right? And conviction brings about, conviction births correction. So, mm-hmm. man, that that that's awesome, man. Like, I'm, I'm I, like, I'm passionate about this, man. Like, I'm <laughs> feeling the Holy Spirit right now, uh, man. Like, this. <laughs> but I mean, that's also part 
that draws you to Christ, right, is that forgiveness, man. It's that yeah, man. I've done. You see, man, bro, I, I was telling my friends the other day, like, it's like almost every day I see how I fall short to the glory of God. You know, like I just, I just can't reach it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I always falling in some, I'm always thinking like, damn, I could do this better. Or damn, I shouldn't have done that. Or damn, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. but to know you have that forgiveness, to know you have that grace, that room to get back. What, what's the scripture say? A righteous man falls seven times, but get back up eight. You know, God provides that love to grow. And that safety and security is found in his forgiveness and grace. And so having that in your life, man, it's also a blessing because it, it it shows you and teaches you how to have relationships with your brothers and sisters, your neighbor. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. Like people are going to fail you too. And depending on the situation, it's not always a situation where it's like, oh, I'm going to just, throw, I'm going I'm to burn the bridge. You know, that's, People need, we all need grace. We need grace in order to continue to have a relationship because I don't care who it is, at some point, they're going to show you that they fall short. And when that happens, if you want to keep the relationship going, there has to be an extension of grace and forgiveness. Also repentance too, from the other side, of course, you know, that's yeah. a fact, but all those things, man, it's like, that's a beautiful thing, man. God is good, bro. And I'm just, I don't know. I was telling my people, I don't know how people do it without them. You know what I'm saying? I, I need a man. <laughs> I need man. Me trying to sound cool or, you know, whatever. It's a literal thing, man, because I love people, but people will drive you crazy. They'll drive yeah, you crazy. Man. Yeah. Drive yourself crazy. You know, sometimes if you don't keep yourself in check, man. And so it's only by the grace of God that. You know, we're here, man, and we can smile and we can have joy because of, like you said, what he's done on the cross for us. You know what I'm saying? So, man, I, pr I pray anybody who's listening to this, man, and who doesn't know Christ or maybe is distant right now or, or close to Christ, man, I just pray, man, you stay encouraged. God is near you, man. Draw near to him. He will draw near to you, you know, and it's that simple. You know, there's yeah. there's great. Yeah. Yeah, facts, man. And you know, like like Paul tells us, you know, you know, my he or what the Lord spoke through Paul, you know, my grace is sufficient for you. So, you know, any whatever you may be going through, you know, God's grace is sufficient for you. And, you know, by him showing that grace to us, you know, he teaches us how to show grace to others as well. So that that's what's up, man. And, you know, you you mentioned, you know, how it teaches you how to treat like your brothers and sisters and your neighbors and stuff like that. Something I noticed about you that you, you do with all of your, you know, brothers and sisters and neighbors and, you know, anybody that, you know, you're, you're like an uplifter. You, you like to hype people up Amen. and I can, and I can tell that it's not something where it's just like, Oh, I just want to make them feel good and stuff. Like I can tell it really comes from like a genuine place. Like, you know, you actually feel that what this person is doing is dope and I'll stuff fight. like that. And so, you know, my, my next question to you, man, is, you know, what, 
I guess, what drives you or what experiences have you gone through in life to where it gives you that genuine joy to see others and just to uplift others and to just let them know, like, man, what are you, what you're doing is dope and stuff like that. Like, where, where does that come from? And that's a, that's a great question. Uh, I think the first thing mine is I always appreciate when people done that to me, you know, when, when someone has encouraged me uh, in life or on my gift or what I'm doing, build me up, you know, it's, it's always been what I needed, you know? And like you said, you could tell when something is genuine, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so for one, I, I'm appreciative when it's done for me. Two, I think it's a gift, man. I think um, I think the Bible talks about the gift of exhortation, you know, the gift of encouragement. And yeah. uh, I do believe that that's just a gift I have to to encourage. I love to I love to push people. I love like in a, challenge people in a good way. Of course, I love yeah. to motivate, encourage. I, I love to love on people. I love to support, help. It's just in me, man. It's just in me. And, you know, my mom is like that, too. You know, so I probably get that. Yeah. Some of that. Oh, she's just a lover. She's just a lover, man. Sweet. One of the sweetest ladies you'll ever meet in your life. And so I think she she kind of I kind of get that from her, man. But, man, it's, it's just in me, bro. It's in me. You know, it's, it's I can't say it's there's been certain experiences or, or what have you, but it's just in me to do. I love to love on people, bro. And it's just the love of God in me. You know what I'm saying? God, you know, like I said, when God extends that love towards you, it just flows outward yeah. toward, you know, others. And yeah. I just love it, bro. I love it, you know? And of course, like you said, it's genuine. You know, I don't, I'm not into um, flattery words and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, I definitely mean it when I say what I say, you know? And so I love to, let people know because also, man, you never know when people need to hear, they need to be encouraged. You never know when someone's going through and some, and it's good to, if you see something in somebody, it's good to speak to that, you know, to encourage. And I'll say this too, my brothers, man, my brothers, man, shout out to my brothers, a squad, my brother, a Dilly, Amad Dillahunt and uh, Curtis Robinson, C Boogie, man. Those those are also two brothers, man, that shown, they have really shown me how to give love. Man, uh, when we started for, first hanging out tight, uh, that was like 09 or something, just being around them and the way they give love to people, oh, yeah. bro, that, why? That, that, <laughs> they, they drop compliments on the dime effortlessly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I think when I was a teenager that even though I was an encourager, I didn't tap into that yet. You know, there's a part of me that I encouraged, but there's also a part of my environment was that kind of the hate a little bit, be kind of jealous yeah. a little bit. Like, man, he ain't all that or whatever. <laughs> so I kind of grew up to some extent in an environment where that encouragement wasn't, and plus it's high school, you know, you know how it is when you're teenagers. It's different. You know what I mean? So growing up and seeing people who give out that love so easily, it helped. It was a good visual for me to see like, oh, it's okay to give out love. It's okay to compliment so-and-so. You know what I mean? It don't, it don't have to, you don't have to be threatened by someone because 
they got things going on or whatever be the case, you know, it's good to speak life into them, you know, and encourage them. And I say on one of my songs, I said, we don't need to beef. We better on the same team. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, we come together, support and love one another. We better that way rather than, you know what I'm saying? So those are some of the things that kind of have shaped me toward just being a lover and encourager, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to your music in a little bit, man. But, uh, yeah, uh, diving into what you just said, it reminds me of an episode I did with my cousin mm-hmm. a while ago. I, th- I think it was the third episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, episode three. But that episode was called Winning That Life. And, you know, I asked him, you know, what does it mean to him to win at life? And the first thing he said was, you know, helping, helping others. You know, he mm-hmm. was like, help, helping others is the key to winning at life. And, mm-hmm. you know, his meaning behind that is, you know, it, it, may, it gives him like a sense of it. Essentially, pretty much it to summarize, it makes him feel good to help others. So he's kind of the same way. He's always, you know, hyping people up. He's um, I don't even feel comfortable saying hyping people up. He's just genuinely showing love. Yeah, yeah. Um, he when I, if someone were to start like a new business, he's always like the first one to repost it and say, you know, make sure y'all tap in with this and stuff I, like that. I, and I, you know, he he was saying one of those things where it's like, you know winning at life can't just be about you, you know, it, it's, it's best and most effective when you could like help lift others up and stuff like that, when everybody's hoping lift each other up. And so that's what, you know, everything you were just saying, man, that's what that reminded me of, man. And, you know, just showing that genuine love. And then to another point you made, um, you know, I think it was, uh, it was Barnabas, I believe that had the gift of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, I forget what his name was originally, but I think they changed his name to Barnabas because that meant encourager. Mm. And um, like you were saying, it was a gift, man. I, I do think that some people just have that gift and it, it you can, t- like you were saying, you can tell when it's genuine. And I, I believe it's genuine because, you know, when you have that combination of that gift plus that relationship with the Lord He's going to use that gift and you're going to see the impacts in that. And so, man, like even even some of the things you send me, man, that just like some of them make my day, man. It's just like, man, you know, he he actually, you know, took time out his you know, he could be doing anything right now. But he 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 took time out his day to pretty much let me know that, like, he he cares. You know what I mean? And so. Yeah, man, I, I'm sure there's been people in your life that have said they appreciate you for that. But, yeah, I just want to say, like, man to man, man, I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate, you know, all of that. And I, I do believe that, you know, by doing that, you're making other people's lives better and stuff like that. So that's what's up. There's, there's, this, there's this word I, I like to say. Um, do you know the rapper D1? D1, yeah. D1. You know, yeah, yeah, I was watching one of his, uh, I actually just started listening to him earlier this year or like late last year, but yeah, he's dope, man. I I like listening to his music and stuff, but, uh, yeah, I was listening to one of his interviews and he was talking about, um, 
I forget if he posted on his Instagram or if he said in an interview, but he was talking about significance over fame. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he doesn't really care too much about being famous because being famous is pretty much just a ton of people know who you are. But yeah. significance is more about, you know, what are you doing to impact their lives? And so, yeah, I, I see significance in you, man. I, I can just, you know, f- I, I can just feel the significance, man. And, you know, yeah. I, like I said, I, I appreciate, you know, all of the kind words. I appreciate the encouragement. And I'm sure, you know, everybody that you do so to as well, you know, they appreciate it as well, man. But that that's what's that that's what's up, man. I I, I can, like I said, I, I can tell it is genuine. I can tell it comes from a, a genuine place and stuff like that, man. Man, facts, man. I, I really appreciate that love, man. And uh Man, significance over fame, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, man, because that's a whole nother story. But I want to say this to you, man. I appreciate your encouragement as well. I feel like you're an encourager as well. And that looks, encouragement looks different too. So for yeah, you, yeah. you give a platform for people's story to be heard. And what God is doing in people's lives, it gets to be heard. They get to testify, man. And you, so you providing that that platform, that opportunity for people, that's an encouragement. That's the support. And you always support me likewise. You know what I'm saying? You leave leave them fire emojis and you share. And and so, man, you got that. I believe you got that same gift in you, man. So when you reached out, bro, I was, I was, I was honored, you know what I'm saying? To, to be a part of what, what you got going on, man, because I do believe God is using you and what you're doing, man. So, man, but thank you for those lovely words, bro. I appreciate you, brother, man, for real. Yeah, man. But I, like I mentioned a little bit before, you know, and you mentioned at the beginning, you know, you said you have a love for music. You've been in music for a while and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so, um, I guess my question to you, man, what really got you into music and what sort of inspirations were there that you had growing up that wanted you to get into it? And and then what is like your process of writing? Is it just do you write from experience or does it just one of those things where you just kind of write a ton at a time and then kind of figure it out a little later? Do you, Does your music come from, I guess, inspiration or is it just um you know man i just enjoy doing it so much i'm just gonna write you know what i mean yeah yeah man glad you asked this question man i love music so i love talking about it and you know just like i said i i, I somewhat have a musical background like when my family my mom sings my, my grandmother song on my mom's side my little sister she sings so we kind of got it in us you know but man, I, I just love music. And um, one thing that really was monumental that really changed the game for me was uh, when I was in uh, sixth grade, we had a family friend, uh, Lorette, and uh, she took me to a poetry slam in San Francisco, bro. And this poetry slam was, I mean, it was epic, bro. I've never seen anything. Man. It was in this theater. It was a pretty nice size theater, big size theater. And it was a, like a poetry slam tournament. And when I say these people were so talented, bro, I mean, it just, 
I mean, their metaphors, their analogies, their delivery, their tone, their their mannerism, their personality. I mean, in the crowd, we were like, oh, snap. <laughs> bars. And I was a young kid. I was like, I was in the grade, so, you know, probably, what, 11 or 10, 11, I don't know. But that changed the game. And after that, I started writing. I remember I went to work with my mom I had the day off from school. So I was at work with my mom. And, you know, I'm trying to find things to do, but I was just writing. I just started writing. I wrote my first poem. And I typed it up on the computer, printed it out, and I hung it up on the wall and all that. And uh, and that kind of got me started writing. So I've been writing since, like, 12, bro. So, you know, I'm not just nice with this for no reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this for a minute. I've been writing for a minute, man. And some of my influences, man, you know, man, so my mom played old school music all the time, just whether in the car, in the house, oldies. I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you, like Luther Vandross, you know, Whitney Houston. I mean, so so many, you know, Anita Baker, all oh, Anita Baker, you know what I'm saying? So I, I grew up yeah. around, and these are like the 70s, 80s, so this is quality, soulful music. And that's one thing that stood out to me was the soul and the music, man. The soul was so real. You could feel it. And, um, man, so I just grew up on that. My mom, she brought me my first uh, radio when I was, like, 13. And she brought me uh, Music Soul Child, his first album. And so, man, I fell in love. Music Soul Child is a big influence on in my life. You know, he's one of my favorite artists. You know, Kanye, Nas. An artist from the Bay uh, called the Jacka and the Mob Figures, you know what I'm saying? E40. I mean, growing yeah, up in yeah. the area, we had our own sound. You know, we literally had, I don't know if you ever heard of the hyphy movement, but, you know, it was a big movement uh, growing up. So I, a lot of my influences are, you know, E42, Too Short, Mac Dre, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, just a lot of people from the Bay. So, um, I have a lot of heavy influences from the Bay Area, man, and and you know that type of thing. And I think your your, your second question was like my writing process. Yeah, bro, my writing process. Yeah, pretty much. I would say eighty percent is comes from my life, just my life experience. You know what I mean? I just yeah. I get I get inspired from living life, bro. You know, living life and. Um, music that I always love to listen to was music that impacted me, that really I could relate to, you know. So I love making music that can really reach the hearts of the people, that people can really cling to and be encouraged yeah. by and comforted by. So, um, so yeah, I would say that it's, I'm, I'm, I'm mainly inspired by my experiences or seeing the experiences of others as well, you know. Um and yeah, man, that's kind of kind of like a little background as far as my my music goes and how I kind of got started and all that, you know. Yeah, that that's what's up, man. I I always think it's dope when you you have like a, a like your where you're from has like a sound and you could hear that sound through the music. Like I think you know you could hear it through New York. You know, New York has like the drill and stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, Chicago, I think, has its own sound. Uh, Detroit, uh, California, San Francisco, like you were saying. And so, yeah, I think it's dope when 
you could kind of you can kind of it, it's like not you you can't always tell where somebody's from by hearing their music but like if if you are familiar with a sound you kind of infer like oh okay they got an inspiration from New York or they got an inspiration yeah. from California and stuff like that that's fine and um yeah and also i think it's also cool when the when some when a someone who makes music someone who writes i i always appreciate when someone's like i'm a writer you know yeah, cuz yeah. it yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of songs where it's just kind of like you could tell it was <laughs> it was just like thrown yeah. out there and that yeah. off, that that has its place you know but right. you know I'm kind of the same way with you like I I like listening to music that I can I can like feel the the emotion through the song like I can tell like you know this is coming from like a real place like they had to dig deep to when the, while they were writing this and stuff like that Thanks. so. Yeah, man, I always like hearing when, you know, a person that makes music, they say, like, I'm a writer or, you know, like, I'm a poet and stuff like that. I think that, yeah, man, I I think that's dope, man. And you could just hear, like, the the play on words. You can hear, you know, other stuff like that. And, you know, that that's, yeah, that's dope, man. I was going to say, my fault cutting you off, man, I think about uh, King David. You know, King David was a psalmist. You know, he wrote. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before Saul was trying to kill him, he was making, you know, Saul enjoyed his music. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he played, he wrote. And so you see that even in the Bible, how important it is to express through songs and hymns and things like that. I mean, that's how we worship and praise. You know, um, they say uh, the devil even, they say he was a... Uh, uh, before he was cast out of heaven, they say he was a musician or something like that. I don't know if you ever heard that, but he was a, I don't know, a musician. So it just shows you like how impactful music can be in our world. I mean, we live, I mean, music is a soundtrack to our lives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of, it's a big deal to me. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, there's a, don't get me wrong, not every song is super serious. Some songs are more playful and, you know, upbeat or whatever. But, um, you know, I take I take serious the messages that I send out, you know, through my music. You know what I mean? I try to be cautious about that, you know? Yeah, man. And that that that's dope that you're doing that because that's going to make your music timeless to where you could listen to it any time any any time period and that it, it it's like um my favorite artist is uh j cole because I, mm. I i started listening to him in middle school but i'm still listening to him now like his music still is like i could still listen to 2014 forest hills drive nowadays you know and it came out in you know 2014 or 20 2015 2014 around there and Absolutely. so yeah, and like you were saying with the Psalms, like, mm-hmm. you know, when something is, Dave, a, a lot of the Psalms that were written by David and stuff like that, you know, you could feel the emotion behind what he was writing. You could feel those real experiences. And, you know, you you even, you hear the times when he was like fully connected with the Lord and other times where he was like, man, I'm, I'm going through this, God, I don't know what I'm doing, like help me and stuff like that. You know, I think I believe Psalm 51 
was talking about uh, his his struggle and you know the whole thing with Bathsheba and the Uriah <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, so I, yeah, and and that stuff is still like so relevant today. And so I think it's kind of the same with music, like what you were saying, like when you're writing something and it, it, I think when it's coming from a place and when people can feel it, I think that's what makes it timeless. And so, yeah, man, I I think your music and that, that, uh, the way that you approach making music and writing and stuff like that and how, you know, you say it comes from some experience, some sometimes coming from, you know, others experiences and stuff like that. I think it's going to be, it's going to be timeless, bro. And so, man, that, that's, that's dope, man. I I, I was going to say, man, speaking of like timeless or your music kind of having longevity, this new song that I dropped, I made this song at the end of 2020, bro. I was going to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a recent song. You know, but, you know, it's being received well because of what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? It's something that is relatable no matter what year it is. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's it's funny how that even worked. My bro has uh, golf content and he needed a a particular sound for his golf content, for his video. And he asked me, you know, I do music. He asked me and I said, and I, and I would send him that song. Yeah. And he, right. And when, when he, um, when he was going to draw, I was like, well, dang, maybe I should drop the song now. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's kind of how that all worked out, man. But it, it's just, it's to me, it's a God thing because like I said, I made that song at the end of 2020 and I, I didn't really have no plans on releasing it. It was just something that, it was just a song that I needed to make, you know what I mean? Yeah. But long oh, you know, I believe God opened the door like it's time now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that just back to your point of when you make music from the heart, it, it can reach you no matter when it was made. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because we have like the the trendy music that's good for like a certain period of time. Like I know you remember like this the SoundCloud era. Facts. You know, but that was an era and it's kind of like past that now. So a lot of those songs, not too many people listen to anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like you were saying, that timeless music, man, that that can really stand the age. And, you know, like you were saying, longevity. I love that word longevity. You know, yeah. Dr. Martin Luther King in his speech, he was like, longevity has its place. And it does, man. So that that's what's up, man. But um, yeah, I was going to get to the song you released. Uh, you actually just released it. A day or two ago, right? Yesterday. Yesterday, yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, y'all, y'all go listen to that. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> y'all go listen to that. It, it, it's called uh, "Need Your Light." Need yes, your sir. light. Y'all go listen to that. I'm gonna make sure to put uh, put okay, the links no. and stuff in the. De- okay. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure to put the links and that stuff in the description. Make sure y'all go listen to that. Make sure y'all go listen to my man's other music. It's dope. Make sure y'all go check that out and stream and everything. But yeah, about that song, man, um, just a couple questions about that, man. You know, um, when you put like the when you posted it on Instagram and you uh, posted it and stuff like that and like the promo and everything, uh, when I was reading the caption, you had mentioned that, you know, you were going through a certain season in life when you were when you were writing it and stuff like that. So, man, if you're comfortable, you know, 
could you dive into like what the experiences and stuff was and that went into writing that song? Yeah, man, that was a interesting time and place and season of my life, man. I had, uh, me and my wife got married May 2020 and I was during COVID or what have you. And I'm from the Bay area, but I moved to Houston to get married with my wife. And so, uh, that's the first time I ever lived outside of my home, quote unquote, mm. you know? And yeah. so it was my first time living away from my family. All my family is in California. And then, so it was just a lot of adjustments, you know, adjusting to a new life, a new place. I don't know anybody. I don't know this area, you know, me and my wife, we just got married. So we're going through the beginning stages of marriage, you know, the, the, the hills and valleys of marriage. And, uh, I had my own personal struggles that I was going through and man, it was just, it had me in a, you know, a sunken place, a real dark place to some extent, a, a place of depression, which, you know, when I think about over my life, like, yeah, I probably have had moments of depression in the sense of like being sad about something, but not like a whole season, I would say, you know, not like for a long, a long-term period. So that was really yeah. different. And so that song was just kind of birthed out of just all those emotions that I was feeling, you know, you just kind of, you, all kind of thoughts go through your head. Like, man, did I make the right move or, you know, what will the future hold? What, you know, you just, man, you just do a lot of questioning and you have that faith, you know, it's kind of like, man, I, I think I got to keep going, but I, I don't know. I'm, you just, you just everywhere, man. And so, man, that, that song kind of came from that, from that place of just, man, you know, missing my family, man. You know, I'm very close with my, my, my mother. I'm very close with my, my stepfather, my sister and even my family and my friends, you know, my best friends. Like it was, it was a lot of like a detachment type of uh, like, just, I don't know the right wording for it, but just, you know, just going through those pains of being detached from things that are so familiar with you. And though it was a tough period of time at that time, I needed it you know, cause I feel like it helped me grow into a man. It's like you leave the nest, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's hard to leave the nest. Cause you're like, damn, I, I miss the nest. I miss my, you know, my peoples and, and what not only that, but the Bay, I know the Bay, like the back of my hand, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I dive through all kinds of cities, shortcuts and all kinds, you know, I'm familiar with the yeah. land. I'm familiar with all the people. I got people in every city, and, you know, to come to Houston. It was like, I don't know nothing. You know, I don't, I don't know anything. So it was just a, it was just a, a rough adjustment. And so, um, so yeah, man, a, a lot of, of those things are happening, but, um, you know, God, again, music is not only something I love to do is, is one of the ways I cope too, you know, is, is my way of coping and expressing myself and writing how I feel helps me. And that was kind of what that song was just me just talking about how I'm feeling like, a, like King David in the songs, you know, Lord, I need you. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of yeah. how that transpired, you know? 
Yeah, man. And, you know, it that that analogy you just used was a beautiful analogy, man, with with the nest, because a lot of times, you know, with 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 the bird that's in the nest and stuff, the goal is to fly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and so, yeah, man. And, and, And so that the mother bird you know, representing like the family, representing comfortability, you know, the little bird is the baby bird is comfortable with the mother and being there, but it gets to a point where, you know, you gotta, you gotta go and fly. And that may be in different forms. It may not always be in the form of, you know, um, moving to a whole different state. It could be in the form of, you know, going to a new job or stepping out on a limb and, you know, starting to start a business or, you know, anything like that. It could, it could be in the form of anything, but yeah, man, I, I think that's that's powerful that that analogy, because, you know, you when you were writing, like you say, um, you were in that period of comfortable, like you were comfortable, you knew um, the bay, like the back of your hand. And, you know, you wrote and then you come to Houston and you write that song. And but now, like and I commented on that on that picture, I was like, this is the one. But when I yeah. said this is, the, <laughs> I said when I said this is the one. Not only was I saying that because it sounded uh, good, mm-hmm. but I, I could tell I can tell that somebody's gonna hear that song and they're gonna be like, "Man, you know, if he can do it, I can do it too." And Amen. now, now having the context for that man, and you know, hearing you know some of the the that period of time where you were struggling a little bit, yeah, you know when people hear that song now and they, you know, they understand and like, they, it's like this, like having that context. Now you were writing that song, you know, in a period of time where you were in a a tough season. Now that I I think I'm all over the place right now. I'm I'm trying to pull it all together. So, (laughs) so, the first episode, and, and this is why I love this podcast, man, because every episode can relate to each other. You know, right. the you are story, man, it all comes together. And the cool right. thing about that is the initials for you are story is us. So everybody's right. stories can relate to each other. But the first episode was called No Better Time Than Now. I did that one with my pastor and mm-hmm. we were he I um I, I was just that's pretty much what when I brought this idea up to him to do this podcast, I was kind of wanting to delay it a little bit. But that whole conversation, you could summarize it by him telling me, like, there's no better time than now to start it. And so, yeah. you know, Facts. I think God is very intentional in his timing. And so it wasn't it wasn't you weren't necessarily ready to release that song at the time you recorded it. And you, like you said, there wasn't, you didn't really even have an intention of releasing it. It was just kind of putting your, your feelings, your emotions, and you know, some of that, that season on paper and just kind of letting it out. Yeah. But, um, you know, God was like, man, you know, people need to hear this. You know what I mean? And, And, and so, there was no better time than now to release that man, because back to that analogy, you know, now that people hear that song and you kind of dove into, you know, you were going through a certain period in time, you know, they're seeing you flying now. So they're listening to that song and they're hearing what you were going through, but they're seeing 
who it is now. They're seeing somebody that's flying. So it's like you can see the progression. You can see that he's not in that place anymore. He's thriving. You know what I mean? Amen. So that that that's what's up, man. Like I, I I really do like that it that whole song and just the progression and everything. That's so dope, man. Like that that's really dope, man. Man, bro, no, I appreciate that, man, and and definitely, man. You know, I I, I think about uh, I know I talk about David a lot, but I feel like that's kind of how King David was. You know, he had his home, right? He was a shepherd. He was with his dad. He learned. He 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 learned principles and and certain um, character traits in his home, but then he got to a period where he he started venturing out. And he got to a dark place where he had to hide in the cave, you know, and those are a lot of those Psalms are in that time of depression and uncertainty. You know, hey, if I'm told I'm supposed to be the king one day, why is the king trying to kill me? Like, why am I on the run yeah. for my not make it make sense? Why am yeah. I in this day? Why am I in the dark place? You know, what happened to the home I was raised? I've come a long way, man. That's. And that's one of my favorite lines in the song. It's like a long way from home. I've traveled, you know, it's yeah, kind of, you know, your childhood is so far away. It's such a distant place. Now it's like, damn, I'm a man now. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's so, it's so sensitive and tender, but in those dark places is where you really, it's like, bro, it's like coming to Christ over and over, bro. It's like, you know, coming to Christ is not a one-time thing when you first come to Christ and that's it. I feel like in my life, there's been plenty of times where I had to circle back around and come to Christ all over again. But I think in those dark moments, you you really get to know God in a different way. You know what I'm saying? And um, But eventually, David met out that cave and you saw the king and you mm-hmm. see him awesome and thrive and fulfill the 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 prophecy that I was on to be the king one day. And, you know, I feel like that in my life right now. It's like, man, I, I've been in that cave. I've been in them dark days. But now God, you know, has opened the door for me to take everything I learned and, you know, serve, you know, and use those gifts that, I, that he's blessed me with, those experiences to help change and impact the world from a leadership position from just uh, a friendship position, a husband position, you know, whatever position, you know? So man, it's a, um, you know, man, I'm glad you delve into it like that, man. And and that's my prayer, bro. That's why I released it too. It's just, I pray that the music can comfort and encourage those who hear it and know, like, if you're feeling these feelings, you're not the only one. You know, and like you said, God is faithful to see you through and know that the suffering comes with the glory. You Mm. can't just get the glory. Amen. You can't just the resurrection. That's what we learned about. You know, it's Good Friday and then Resurrection Sunday. You know, Jesus had to die. That was the Mm. suffering. He was humiliated. Mm. He was humiliated beaten this is god in the flesh and man kills him that's crazy to think about we kill god yeah. you yeah. know but that's not the end of 
someone listening. <laughs> there is a Sunday. There is a resurrection. There is glory. And the glory, the Bible says, the glory overshadows the suffering, our present suffering. And so, man, I just pray that anybody listening to this be encouraged that, yeah, we go through, um, yeah, we go through suffering. You know, we may have to endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning, you know, just keep, keep trusting Jesus. That's what a part of this is too. learning to have faith. We can't always have the answers. We just can't. Nice. It wouldn't be faith if we knew everything, right? There yeah. has to be a mystery. There has to be some trust that, God, if you say this is what it is, I trust you. And because I know that you love me, I know what you're telling me to do comes from a place of love and a blessing rather than you're just trying to kill my vibe. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I pray people are inspired by the music and just blessed by it, man. Because I love, I love to, I love to minister through songs. And like I said, every song is different. You know, like I'm Jay Z is more like, you know, it's more militant. It's like, come on, let's step, let's get to it, let's boss up. You know, so every every song has its own theme. You know, but this one in particular is kind of around that type of inspiration. Just like you said, man, just. Be encouraged. It's okay if you feel those thoughts. It's okay if you're you're feeling down. You know that you're not you're not insane because you feel a little crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's part of life. You know you're gonna feel those things, feel it, embrace it, and move forward. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And you know that that's such a blessing to hear, man. And you know, just to add on to that and. You know, I know we're uh, getting a little close to the end here, man, but, you know, mm-hmm. to just piggyback off that and to add on to that, you know, to the listeners and everything, you know, a message I have for y'all, something I got to say to y'all, man, don't, don't miss Jesus, you know, I, cause kind of like what you were saying. And I, I think that's why it's so dope that, you know, people see you as the allies you are now, but now mm-hmm. through that song, people can kind of get a glimpse into some of the things that you were going through and, you know, it's things like that, that not, it wasn't just a smooth road. There were some struggles along the way. There were some bumps and roads along the valley. And the reason I say don't miss Jesus is because me and my brothers, we were actually reading through Isaiah yesterday, you Mm -hmm. know, and, you know, we were reading the verse. I don't know it verbatim, but, you know, it was saying that he was pierced for our transgressions. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't remember the whole verse. I hate that. I can't remember scripture, you know, all off the dome and stuff like that as best as I can, but it was that verse. It's Isaiah 53 verse five. Uh, if y'all want to look it up and stuff, but yeah, like it, the reason I was saying don't miss Jesus is because, you know, a lot of people think Christianity is just this smooth road. That's just going to be with a bunch of highs and you're always just going to be going up and stuff like that. There are going to be times where you may be going through a season of, you know, just you you feel disconnected. Sometimes you may feel, that life just isn't going your way. And, you know, a lot of people in the biblical times, they miss Jesus because they weren't expecting a manger. They were expecting a palace. You know what I mean? I, I, I can't take credit for that. I heard somebody say that, but, uh, yeah, they (laughs) understood, but that's the word. That's the word. 
Yeah, man. A, a lot of people back then, they were expecting a palace. They weren't expecting a manger. So a lot of people miss Jesus. And so, yeah, my message to y'all, man, you know, nowadays, you know, even if life isn't going the way you expected it to or want it to, don't allow it to make you miss Jesus. Because even with you, you were saying that through that dark time, the song's called Need Your Light. And through that time, God was just shining his light on you and he He revealed himself to you. You were able to grow close to him and you were seeing him. That was through the dark time. You know Thanks. what I mean? Thanks. And so... And so when the good times come, like when start when stuff starts coming back and, you know, going your way and stuff like that, it, it's not a pride thing. Like, oh, I got myself out of this. Thanks. You can always recall. Thanks. Yeah, man. You can always be like, man, Jesus, he brought me out of this. Jesus was there the whole time. And, you know, he guided me through that valley. And so, yeah, my message to y'all, man, don't don't miss Jesus, you know. He may be allowing you to go through that dark time because he just wants you to see him, you know, because think about it like and I don't mean to keep going, man, but but think about it like a. I mean, think about it like when you walk in a room, right, and and the light is on, you're not going to be able to really see other lights that come on because the room is already bright. Sometimes you need that darkness to be able to even see that light. You know what I mean? And so. Don't 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 miss Jesus, because sometimes when it's dark, you may just want to close your eyes and just, you know, just just stay there and stuff like that. But look for the light. Seek the light. You know, the Bible tells us, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be added upon to you and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we got to we got to start, you know, seeking after the Lord at all times. But I, I think it's especially true in the dark times, man, because at the end of the day, the only thing you're going to be able to see in the dark is the light. And so, man, but I, I, it, this conversation, man, this was like, this was a blessing, man. Like I'm, I'm just feeling like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm feeling it, bro. Man, to that point, you just said, uh, yeah. not, not Dr. Bunyan, he used to say this all the time. He said, a lot of times God allow you to hit rock bottom just so you can see that he's the rock at the bottom. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, yeah. We're so we're so prideful, and we want to do it on our own. But God has to let us know, like, all right, you got it, go ahead. And then when you fall through, you're like, God, I need you. He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I think, no, that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because now you know, I gotta abide in Him. That's the only way I can do this. I got to abide in him. I tell me and my brothers talk about that, man. It's like all the stuff that comes with following God, that's cool. But the main thing is what you said. We got to follow Christ first. That's the, the, that's the main thing. As long yeah. as we follow Christ, man, all that other stuff, it'll come and go. The Lord give it, the Lord take it. But he remains. And that's the thing we got to hold on to, you know? Yeah, man. And that, that, that as long as we're connected to the vine, you know, the vine is what seeps the power into the branches. That's where the branches get the power from. That's where the branches stay alive. It's from the vine. And so as long as we stay connected to that vine, man. Boy, you we'll, we'll, oh. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, Amen. Yeah, man. And it, Man, 
Hey, you're preaching too, man. I'm I'm just I'm just we're we're just throwing alley oops at this point, man. That that's <laughs> facts, facts, man. I love it, um, man. Like I said, man, I was excited to be on the on the show with you, bro. I, I knew good things would come from it. I really believe it's a God thing, for real, for real. So, man, I, I'm glad to be here, bro. Yeah, man, and even back to that, what I was talking about. No better time than now, you know. Like I was saying, you were one of the you and Renell. And hopefully I can get y'all on at, uh, in the future, man, both of y'all on. I think that, you know, it'll help so many people. So many people will be impacted by, you know, the both of y'all and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, like, no better time than now, man. I, like I said, God is intentional in what he does. And, you know, I don't, it's, I don't believe in coincidences. I don't think it's a coincidence that you released that song, like, a day before we do this episode, man. I, I just think it's just God, man. Yeah, like it, it's crazy. It yeah, it. It, it, it's crazy how he works, man. But uh, yeah, I, I really do appreciate you being on here, man. You know, I, I learned so much. I'm, you know, I was not only did I not like I said at the beginning, not only do I feel like so many people will be impacted by this conversation, but I was just genuinely wanting to get to know you better as well, man. And, you know, and hopefully we can link up, uh, For sure. For sure. link up, link up soon, man. But like I said, we, even, even if we, even if we've only seen each other once in person, like I said, I still, I, I feel like, you know, we've still gotten a lot closer since then. And this whole conversation, you know, just getting to know you more and stuff like that, man, it is, it's really a blessing. And, you know, I know we're gonna we're we're gonna be uh we're gonna be out here doing some stuff, man. So yeah, for sure, bro. For sure, for <laughs> sure. And that's one of the beautiful like I feel like social media is like a gift and a curse. It just really depends on how you can manage it. And I think yeah. one of the gifts in it though is staying connected with your people, even from a long distance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get yeah. to follow up on what your peoples are doing, man, is to stay connected. Like you said, stay encouraging one another. And you already know we're going to stay tapped in for sure, for sure. Yeah, sure, for sure. Man. Yeah. Sure. But again, man, I appreciate you being on here. Something I like to say to every one of my guests, I thank you for gracing this platform with your presence. And, um, and, and, and just, you know, diving deep into your experiences, your story and everything. So I appreciate you for being on here, man. And, you know, for everybody listening, once again, um, you know, I appreciate y'all for listening. If you've made it this far, thank y'all for thank y'all for doing that. Thank y'all for staying tuned in. And, uh, you know, if you've been impacted by this episode in any way, you know, I just encourage you to like the video, leave a comment. Or if you're watching on, you know, iTunes, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a review, leave a rating. You know, I just I just love to hear what y'all think, um, even if you have prayer requests on there, you know. Just put them down there. I, I just and I just love to pray for y'all too. And, you know, just to just to see how y'all are doing. You know, this podcast really is for us. You know, I know the logo says hosted by Gabriel Huff Jr., but at the end of the day, it's not about me. It, it's about the guests, it's about the Lord, and it's just about spreading his glory and everything. So that's what we're here to do, man. So for everybody listening, I appreciate y'all for being here. My man Elias, thank you for being here, man. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have you back on in the, in the future, man. Yes, sir. So yeah, right, love I, you. I, man, love man. you, bro. Love y'all. 
glad to be here, man. I can't wait till we get this done, edited. I'm probably running it back and back, man. So many gems <laughs> from this conversation, man. And like I said, you've been preaching, man. So I, I got to run some of this. Back. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, man. But yeah, again, I appreciate you for being on here, man. And, you know, like you were saying, we'll stay tapped in for sure and everything. Um, but yeah, appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Well, y'all, West Coast, Bay Area, Rich City. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love my wife. All right. <laughs> I'll see y'all later. I'll see y'all later. Hey.